Welcome to Outreach Warrior. I'm your host, James Baker, with special guest today, Shalera. Hi, Shalera. Hey, James. Hey, everyone. I'm always nervous I'm going to say your name wrong, so that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was perfect. It took, me, it took me a little while to learn it. It took me a little while to learn it. The eye is silent. That's the key. Gotcha. So, Shalera um, join, is joining us today. We're super excited about this, continuing our series working with outreach warriors that are in the field and that are helping people all around Central Florida. So, Shalera is a caseworker. She's done a whole bunch of other stuff, but we're just gonna jump right into it and ask you the first question, obviously the most important question of all of them. <laughs> and uh, so how did you get into the field of social work? Hmm, that's a wonderful question. I would say both personal experience really kind of motivated me to work with people that are underserved un, you know they suffer from a lot of different environmental external internal factors but for the most part just personal experience and then just growing up in communities that weren't as uh, flourished as other places totally opposite with me when i grew up it was very affluent and you know and i wasn't exposed to any type of situations or poverty or anything like that it was until i left home and oh, wow. you know started seeing everything that was going on in the world so um as a demographic what populations of people do you do you work with i have worked with children i started off working with children primarily like young toddlers um ages five and under with working with early head start and head start and then i also uh, started working with children and families department of children and families and then i currently work with youth which are you know adolescent age 18 to 21 and adults at my internship so any age in regards to those so you're, you're all over the place you, you, you've done the pretty much <laughs> span the globe there yes definitely so coming with that what positions have you held all those age groups and different people oh gosh so many again when i was working with early head start and head start i started off as a teacher uh teacher's aide and then i moved my way up into a toddler's teacher then when I left them, I worked for the 4C like umbrella company and I was a family advocate. So helping the families, kind of registering them for and enrolling them for the um, 4C and Early Head Start. And then I started working as a child protective investigator with Department of Children and Families, my most interesting job by far. Um, and then now I'm a case manager with uh, a youth shelter, so. Wow, DCF, that must have been a lot oh yeah <laughs> all I hear are bad things still but I mean there are definitely good things and it was a, a huge learning lesson in my life awesome so what are some of your experiences working with children and their families that kind of stand out to you I would just say educating those families that again are underserved or just don't have as many access to resources as other communities and that are not aware of those resources so definitely um, educating the families about the resources, connecting them to different things in the community, and just helping them meet their basic needs. Um, just because that's super, super important. You know, they need a place to be able to rest their head. They need a place to be able to eat and stuff like that. Shower, um, just those those basic and essential needs. And then also just kind of helping them further 
their goals, either, you know, helping them with linking them to employment agencies, um, substance misuse counseling, family counseling, a whole bunch of different like resources. I was going to say, does mental health and substance abuse come up quite a bit? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so being, being in social services, um, it seems like a very demanding job. Um, do you feel from what you've experienced, there's like a high burnout rate or turnovers and... Ooh, yes, <laughs> it is. But it, the thing of it is, is people need to learn their tricks and kind of like, I'm going to stress this. I'm sure you've heard it before in your career as well, but self-care, like people need to learn how to time manage things and also be able to take time for themselves so that they can avoid like that burnout and just feeling overworked and stuff like that. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that's good, some good advice. Um, I don't, I mean, I've, my career is, and this is short, you know, I'm still learning a lot about what's going on, but it seems the demographic of people that we work with and that are in this field are just really caring and they really are trying to make a difference and trying to give back. But I can see yeah. how it can, it can burn you out pretty, pretty quickly if you're not taking care of yourself. Piggybacking off that, so what, what motivates you? What keeps you going working with this? in this field I would have to piggyback off of what you just said you know just knowing that there's people in this field both clients and workers professionals that are so uh, focused on creating social change and that really care you know because we don't want our people just being out on the streets or going without things that they need so I think the biggest motivation for me is just having that in the back of my mind that you know I'm humble enough to know that I have my basic needs met so let me see if I can help someone else meet their basic needs. And there's so many things that we take for granted. That Definitely. Like we never, I mean, just like soap, you know what right. I mean? Like so many, it's always right. there, you know, yeah. like so many people don't, you know, that's a luxury. Yeah. Okay. So one of my favorite questions, what was the most difficult time you've gone through or a situation or something that really challenged you? Hmm. I would say, oh, I have a lot of those, but <laughs> as I think that I can relate to most people, I think that learning how to not take things home with you with working in the, the field of social work, because it is such a high demanding, a very personal experience that you have with people. First and foremost, you're mostly out in the streets or out uh, in the communities with these people face to face, but just definitely doing all that I can and understanding that at that moment that I couldn't have done anything more and not internalizing, you know, if I wasn't able to help this person with this today. Um, because again, it just goes back to like them being able, me being able to educate them and those people taking those steps to move forward to do what they need to do. There's only so much that I can do. So I think that's my biggest challenge. Uh, it's always been a biggest struggle for me because I'm very empathetic. But yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm learning in this field personally and again, like career wise. So that's, yeah, that's what I'm learning too, is not to take it home with you. Right. Um, right. That's why I started everything with, there was one child that was helping. I was a teacher and I found out a situation. Mm -hmm. It's a long, long story short was, he was living in a hotel and then I went and I wanted to give his family a nice Christmas and but then I saw all the kids living in the hotel so you know mm -hmm. and we just built off that but um right. it's hard and just the other day here in the uh, around this area in the mm -hmm. mobile the mobile studio <laughs> here there was someone around the corner going through the dumpster and I was oh, like hey yeah. and he's like oh I found some clothes and I was yeah. like cool man and I right. gave, him, gave him a bottle of water and he was very thankful but um Right. Yeah, that's hard not to take with you, you know, just because yeah. we care about the people so much. And 
it's tough, but it's a part part of the gig, I guess. So what are your future goals in social work and this field? I would say my future goals would be uh, definitely to continue doing a lot of case management because again the kids that I've worked with go through really traumatic situations and abuse and neglect and there's a huge huge demand with that especially when I was working with the department having to be that advocate for those children so I still want to definitely children and youth I still definitely want to do case work for a little while um, and then eventually I am currently in school to get my MSW um, so I'm finishing that up, but eventually I'm going to get my LCSW so that I could be a licensed clinical social worker. Oh, wow. And yeah, hopefully provide some sort of either family or trauma-based uh, or trauma-informed type of therapy. But yeah, definitely doing that. What was, what did that stand for the M? Uh, MSW, my master's in social work. Gotcha. So that's, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody out there is studying it's the, in the field of social work, don't stop and get your bachelor's. Please get your master's. Just keep going. Yes, Just keep, keep going. going. What is one thing, if you could, if you had the power to, to change about this industry? Whew, that is a strong question because there's so many things. But I would say the availability of certain resources um, because I know, you know, we've had conversations in regards to like what we do on the side as far as outreach and just to kind of dive into that a little bit i feel like there's not enough day service resources out there in the community that people can actually just go to like just uh, meeting their basic needs again for showers and clothing and food and stuff like that like i think it's great that you're actually trying to pioneer something like that as well but i would definitely say that just the availability and accessibility of, of a lot of different resources is something that i wish i could change i wish i had the power to open more shelters and you know provide those daily services to a lot more people yeah we and me and alex were talking yesterday when we had our hope mm -hmm. you checked out the alex interview um <laughs> So talking about the coalition for the homeless, yeah. how they just go and they're just hanging out all that all all day there waiting for a bed and stuff and then you just just conjugating and waiting. Right, so, right. So what you're saying is, you know, awesome. Like that I mean, that's my dream goal someday to open something like um, a little village or something. Just very simple. I mean sheds yeah. with some beds, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like very, very simple. But right. You know, it takes a lot of work and financing, but yeah. we'll never know. Goals. Yeah. It's always nice to manifest your goals. I mean, <laughs> Exactly. Who are your inspirations for getting into this or who do you look up to? I would say my great-grandmother who was my best friend. She also did a lot of, she didn't necessarily do social work, but she did a lot of like uh, community outreach and based on her uh, religion and stuff like that with the church. So that's a huge influence and motivation to my, you know, career goals. But also I would just say myself and just people that have been there for me and that have always you know held me to this high regard so just doing that um and god as well but definitely just everyone that's been there to support me that's awesome so pretend flip it up a little bit pretend you were the one seeking <laughs> for help and oh. what what do you think would make a great social worker so if someone let's say somebody was assigned to you and you're what would okay. you look for and okay I would, if I was a person that needed help, uh, social services or anything like that in this scenario, I would think that the person that I would best want to talk to is someone that uh, just listens first and foremost, you know, just hears what I have to say. And then someone that's able to, that I am able to talk to and don't feel judged. 
you know like someone that I can tell them like this is what I did last night I was sleeping here and or I got into this or maybe I was abusing this or something like that and they just don't have any sort of judgment regarding that so yeah I think that those are the two biggest things just um, someone that's there to listen and someone that's not there to judge is what I would want absolutely and just you know from what we do here and whatnot I feel like that's 70% of my job here is yeah. talking to them yes. and they just I think it legitimately helps sometimes they, they seem like it helps and yeah. they feel better and they mm -hmm. get the stuff off their chest and, mm -hmm. you know completely non-judgmental you know wow so that was pretty awesome um is there anything else that we didn't cover that you'd like to share and get out to our listeners um no but I hope <laughs> you guys are successful in everything that you guys do stay positive continue to stay strong continue to support other social workers and just outreach people in general. Thank you so much for having me on this episode and hopefully I'll check back in with you guys soon. Thank you, Shalara. Please, please come back on. Down the road, I'd love to get like everyone for like a group forum at yes. some point, you know, we can yeah. talk about experiences and everything. Definitely share more discussions. And if you have a story or if you know someone that is in need or has a story to tell, please um, reach out to us at outreachwarrior at gmail.com. Check us out on YouTube at Outreach Warrior. And thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Living here for centuries Yet I feel so lost what they please Never count the cost And who's gonna help me find my way back home And who's gonna help me find my way And who's gonna help me find my way back home swimming hard trying to stay alive and who's gonna help me find my way back home and who's gonna help me find my way and who's gonna help me find my way back home so I
sure Not the natural thing to do And I want nothing more Than to return to the ocean blue 